This episode of Let's Talk About Sex with Lynn and Jen is not intended as a substitute for seeing your own mental health provider. We are here to initiate conversations about sex. Let's keep the conversations going. You can find us on Twitter at TalkingSexPod or email us at TalkingSexPodcast at gmail.com. We also want to give special thanks to Nathan Diffie for our podcast cover art and our wonderful editor, Julia W.D. Harrison. Lynn Ponton and I, Jennifer Wong, are the executive producers. We are searchlights we can see in the dark. This week's spotlight, we're going to be talking about a couple different things. We are rockets pointed up at the stars. I'm looking forward to this discussion. We are billions of beautiful. Good morning. Uh, this is Lynn of Lynn and Jen, and let's talk about sex. And as uh, during the past few weeks, we've been running discussions about gender issues. Uh, it's a very powerful time in our nation, and we're seeing a lot of gender issues surface. Today, I think, uh, Jen, you and I were not planning really to have this podcast. But we've been talking a lot about what's happened in the last day with respect to the uh, resignation of Mr. Franken, who was the senator from Minnesota, and the upcoming election uh, for Mr. Moore, uh, the senator from Alabama, and some of our concerns about this and the way this is being processed. So ready to talk? (laughs) Yeah, I'm excited. I think this is so important because the resignation of Al Franken, I think, has brought up a lot of questions for people around what is the appropriate course of action when something like this happens and is forcing Al Franken to resign the correct choice for the Democratic Party. And just this morning, there were two editorials in the New York Times. Uh, The first one was entitled Exit Al Franken and was the uh, the main editorial of the Times and strongly uh, supported um, the actions of uh, really the Democratic Party, who has um, insisted that Mr. Franken leave, and Mr. Franken himself, who chose to acknowledge his actions under duress, but still depart uh, his office as senator. Um, this is a very moving uh, editorial that really talks about predators in power and how to handle them, and again says a bipartisan approach should really be exercised with them. Yeah, I mean, I definitely think to build on that, that's that's so important to what they're saying. I think what I find really interesting about this article in particular, too, is that they really talk about how these institutions are trying to catch up. So there really is nothing in place for how to deal with it, and that it's a result of ignoring these abuses of power for so long. And so they're really scrambling and they don't really, I think, necessarily know exactly what to do with Al Franken. And I think they also provide the the facts around like it's such a big contrast. So not to excuse Al Franken of his actions because he is responsible for his behavior. They do bring up, though, that in Alabama currently, the Republican National Committee is bankrolling the Senate campaign for Roy Moore. So Roy Moore, you know, is has been, con- or not has been convicted. What is the correct word? He's been accused by He's many been women. accused, and we have to keep those words separate, and this is yeah, part of what we're talking important. about. Exactly. Yeah, but yeah. so he's he's been credibly accused, mm-hmm. let's put it that way, by 
all these women of their experiences. And yet he has the full force of the Republican National Committee supporting him becoming a a senator. And so where you have Al Franken being kicked out for his behavior, Roy Moore is being supported. Yes, and it's a direct uh, contrast and and upsetting. I mean, many, many, uh, you know, my patients who are concerned about this and friends are really discussing, will we lose, you know, the Democratic members of the Congress that are uh, able to really respond to moral concerns and the others, the Republicans will move in and we'll have very problematic Republicans in the Congress who really don't respond to this type of thing. I think it's sparked you and I to talk about what type of system would really work uh, for uh, addressing issues related to abusers. And we have experience in this having, I've evaluated thousands really of abusers over the past 40 years, and there needs to be a system in place really to address the uh, allegations that are being made and what others know. You know, there are often witnesses who are available who can add credibility right away. So a system has to include both allegations, you know, credible witnesses, and a range of other information that can be provided. An investigation has to follow with that. And then the third part of that, there has to be consequences. And it's so important to say that I've worked in universities, I've evaluated for businesses, and these systems really do not exist in any of these formats really adequately to handle this. Women's allegations are minimized. They are redirected into a department uh, where there may be a support person or ombuds person, but they're not supported in the way that they really need to be. But first to address the parts that need to be there for men like Mr. Franken, there does need to be a system, and men like Mr. Moore, uh, an investigation to follow, and the system should involve suspension. So it's suspension is the initial part that goes with it, and then the investigation. So the system partly begins with suspension, follows with investigation, and then there should be the consequences. And this is very, very important. And I think it also needs to be, I mean, we didn't talk about this. I was just popping into my head (laughs) as we're discussing this. It really needs to be not an internal investigation. It really needs to be a separate entity that is investigating both sides, let's say, because, you know, right now we're talking about Democrats and Republicans, but really just anybody who this is an issue for. There needs to be that outside investigation. And it reminds us that with respect to the concerns about Mr. Trump, we really need that independent investigation that's going on. Otherwise, if you have somebody who's aligned with you in this position, it does not go well. You know, just recently, this this week, I mentioned that I'm involved with uh, allegations against a school where a teenager's been abused, and they're going to want to repeat their second internal investigation as if that establishes anything. So it's very, very important that it be the independent investigator that you're talking about. So again, a simple rule being, you know, suspend and 
have a system in place, then do an investigation, and the third important part be consequence. So in uh, kind of mnemonic form, SIC or SICK we were talking (laughs) about, but it's really important. These uh, allegations are SICK. They wound our culture, they wound individuals, and uh, they wound the individuals who were actually engaged in them. So it's very, very important that we address this in a process that uh, really applies to everyone, you know, not just to the Democrats who have to leave. Right. And I think part of that, really thinking about how it's sick, is the system currently is a sick system in the sense that it it is designed or let me take that back. It's the system is not designed currently to support people who are making the allegations. It's really in the favor of the ones who are abusing the power. And so I think we really need to look at a whole system overhaul where there are protections for people that are coming out. And that because, you know, remembering back to some of these women and what keeps women from speaking out, a lot of the time it's that they're going to lose their jobs or they're going to be labeled in a way that they then lose their career. And so we really need to have these systems in place that support them. Yes. And the other part of this same editorial with Exidel Franken refers to a woman, Lauren Green, who was settled with after uh, she made allegations against Mr. Ferenthold, um, another member of our Congress. And uh, with respect to Miss Green, I think it's very informative and sad in this editorial that they mentioned that she has looked at job after job, really trying to find a job after she made these allegations. And she was told when she made them that this won't work at all, this will ruin you. And it has subsequently resulted in this situation of ruination. And this is what has happened in the past that women have had this experience You know, as we've talked about earlier, I was in the lead on a large case of discrimination suit in the 80s, and uh, it's subsequently very much affected uh, my ability uh, to get a job. I won the lawsuit. I had a full EEOC finding, but that made future employers very concerned about what the outcome would be with having me as an employee. And this is very, very common for other women in that situation. Well, I think you're kind of dancing Mm. around it a little bit, you know, really. I'm trying to be direct, but it's hard. I know it's hard. It's emotionally hard, you know, and and that's what I'm saying is I I want to then, you know, be able to kind of express, I think, what you're trying to say and correct me if I'm wrong about this. But really, it was that you were treated as a liability. and, And that's just, that's not, that's not a supportive system, obviously, to women who are, stepping up or even men who are stepping up and and calling out this abuse for what it is. Then to um, support women like Lauren Green and myself decades ago, we've talked about you and I, Jennifer, what type of program would work for the women because it's a two-part program that's needed. And we've come up with an L program here. And the first part is listen. And I think our country is doing that now. Finally, they are listening. Listening to these women is very, very important. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. The second part we talked about, and you are strong there, and I know from experience, 
women need uh, leverage through this part. They do need attorneys. Um, my lawsuit years ago could not have been won, really, without a very excellent attorney who worked with me and knew discrimination law against women. So leverage is very important. And leverage means that women have additional things to stand up to predators and power. Exactly. And we really have to be able to work in that frame. So we need power too. And leverage gives us that power. Well, that brings up for me too, is that another way that we have leverage is that you have to have political representation. And so in this case with Al Franken, you know, what happens when this goes back to kind of what we were talking about with, you know, when there is somebody who has engaged in some type of harassment or abusive behavior, what do you do about their work? Exactly. Exactly. And and Franken is known for many policies that favor women and support women. So actually, it's a, a one-off with him. We're losing a lot to support women. At the same time, it's necessary that his actions, which have harmed women, have to be addressed. I agree with you. And I think that's why he's become such a controversial topic versus I think a majority of people, certainly Democrats, with the Roy Moore situation. It's like, look, he's credibly been accused. Obviously, he needs to be out. But the Republicans are dealing with it very differently. I think the other reason in is he's leaving. So Franken is leaving and Moore is coming. Right. There's a very big difference here. The third part that we thought about for the development of a program for women would be to learn. And the learning part would include atonement, you know, on the part of those they had been abused by, rectifications, which would include money for therapy, money for settlement, and I would say money for protection and finding a new job in that whole area, because that has to, the retaliation that women face uh, when they speak out in this situation results in difficulty finding jobs. Um, there is an organization called We Advocate Gender Equity for Women called WAGE, and that was one of the big problems that members of that organization faced, uh, many having been involved in discrimination, harassment, lawsuits. So some of these things I think are important to really look at. And my question is, why aren't people in the Senate and the House talking about these two arms and the programs that we now need to see come forward? Of course, we're having so much trouble with the taxes at this point in time. They're busy doing other things to, shall we say, not assist our country. I mean, they are busy. And so I think that is part of it. But I think the other part, which is brought up in that first article we were talking about, is that I think in some ways, the Democratic Party doesn't know what to do about its own history of not having kicked out people who have engaged in this behavior. And so in a way, I think that obviously Al Franken needs to be responsible for his behavior, but he's also sort of become the token of what are the Democrats going to stand for and what are they not going to stand for? And taking this hard line, I think, is in opposition to what we were talking about, where you do an investigation and you then figure out what are the appropriate consequences, because you don't want to treat something where you have like a, you know, pedophile with somebody who is engaged in harassing behavior, but not in abusive behavior. They're still responsible for that behavior, but I think you definitely cannot just treat 
all people the same. And that would be part of this process to really look at it and look at what the individuals have done. Uh, I think there you're dancing around it. Uh, It's very clear that Franken is standing in for Bill Clinton. Yeah. You know, and um, that's, uh, you know, that's a very unfortunate part of American history. It's really at a different time when things were looked at differently, but it doesn't excuse it. You know, we look back at things like slavery and, you know, and that is just a blight on American history. Oh, absolutely. Well, the abuse of women and uh, harassment of women is a similar blight. Yeah. The other editorial, just in brief, to talk about is uh, Michelle, I believe, uh, Goldberg's editorial. And that deals uh, specifically with the same topic and subject. Yeah, it's called, at least online, it's called Franken is Leaving and Trump is Still Here. And I think one of the things that really struck me that she really understands in this article is that, you know, by opening this new door with the Me Too movement, she talks about how, you know, the the consequences here and the way people are handling this, it really only affects those who either are personally or professionally susceptible to shame. And I think that's just such a crucial point. Yeah. I mean, we've been talking about shame and shame as it involves abuse and harassment. And it's very important, I think, to know that those who are are abused and harassed feel an incredible amount of shame. Now the same tool is really being directed in some part at the abusing individuals. You know, and I think we really have to look at this. It has to be leveraged and to come forward in a comprehensive way. And we've talked about these two separate programs for that. Um, but it's important to be aware of the consequences of shame. And there are individuals who do not respond to sanctions from others. And uh, other than if they're legal and they will go to jail, they really deny responsibility for their actions. More fits in that category. And they get more aggressive. And they become aggressive when these programs, when they're called out. So we are facing that, I think, with these individuals, that they are becoming more aggressive. And this includes our president, well, really, look at around what, this situation. Yeah, I didn't mean to cut you off no, there. But, no, you know, no, as, as you're saying that, I mean, really, look at what's happening with the Republican committee or what is it called the republic the republican national committee that's what it's called the republican national committee backing more i think that is a perfect example of how they become more aggressive exactly so and they um you know aristotle said that men in uh, power you know when faced uh, with attack will band together and uh, this is partly really what we're seeing here and uh, i think it's very frightening Again, I would go back to the ideas that we've expressed here that we really need in place these two pieces, one to address the women coming forward and the other really to redress what needs to be done with the men. And it's really a whole system overhaul. It is. Thank you for coming out today and uh, listening to us. And we'd like to thank all our listeners for this. It's been an exciting time, I think, for American men and women. And I hope that you go out and have your own conversation. Take care.